And welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share with all of your friends. Happy Thanksgiving week to everyone out there. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. We got some takes on LSU's win over Arkansas, the upcoming matchup with Texas A&M. Got some comments on the postponement of Clemson, Florida State. I don't know if two and two is adding up the four down there. We'll talk about the New Orleans Saints and Taysom Hill and then some strong takes on replay review at both the collegiate and professional level. This episode of Sports Takes is brought to you by Andy Wells Real Estate. 225-772-6000. Easy number to remember. I'll give it to you again in a minute. When you work with Andy Wells, you've got a knowledgeable professional real estate guy committed to negotiate on your behalf and the backing of a trusted company in Keller Williams' first choice. Whether you're buying, selling, you have a question, need some advice, you need to call Andy Wells. In the greater Baton Rouge area, he's the real estate guy. 225-772-6000. Andy Wells, 225-772-6000. He is there to help you. I highly highly recommend him professionally and personally for any and all of your real estate needs. Make him your real estate guy. Andy Wells, Greater Baton Rouge area, area code 225-772-6000. You won't be disappointed. Hey, don't forget to connect with me on social media, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Happy to connect with you. And also, we're going to listen to a quick message from our host, Anchor. Then we'll be back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's LSU, Saints, Replay Review, and much more here on Sports Takes, all a part of Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. Tommy Chrysan about to be joined by Trey Blossman for Sports Takes, brought to you by Andy Wells Real Estate. We told you about that in the open, but we want to talk some LSU, some Saints, some replay review, a couple other topics for you. We're going to mix it up. We ask that you share this podcast with all of your friends, and we certainly appreciate you listening. Trey, good afternoon. How are you doing? Happy Thanksgiving week to you and your family. I'm doing great, Tommy. Happy Thanksgiving. It was a nice day for LSU on the road in Fayetteville. Bottom line is get on the plane and fly home with a win. They did that. LSU gets the win. Gordy Rush catches a pass from Felipe Franks on the sidelines. So it was a good day for LSU. Yeah, a one-handed catch by Gordy. <laughs> yeah, they had him on special teams when he played at LSU. He should have been a wide receiver. Well, you know, the TV announcers had no idea who he was. Well, then somebody went and told him because they mentioned his name later. Those announcers were god-awful. That's the worst to announce college football game I've ever heard in my life. And I'm not alone in that. It was blowing up on social media how bad they truly were. But LSU was good. T.J. Finley, Andre Anthony, who was the freshman defensive player of the week for LSU, number three, for those of you who got a program handy. Uh, a win is a win. And they took care of business against an Arkansas team that's a lot better than some people thought they would be this year. Trey Blossman, your takes on the LSU win over Arkansas. Obviously, it was a big win for the Tigers, Tommy. I'll tell you, you know, I started watching the game, and after each team had had one series on offense, I kind of said to myself, LSU is going to win this game. And I saw nothing at all during the first or second quarters to make me think anything but, even when Arkansas was making big plays, I, I just thought, 
we're going to win this game. LSU is going to win this game. Then we got into the third quarter. The rain started coming down. We lost an edge, and they took a lead. And for the first time, I had to consider, are we not going to win this game? But I, I, I still felt pretty confident, and I, I think in the long run, it's better off for the team to have lost the lead and come back to win and then hold on at the end with a big play than had they cruised to an easy victory. I think this was the kind of game that helps build a little character uh, and more importantly for this football team, a little bit of confidence, Tommy. Well, going into the game, you know, I picked Arkansas plus the two and a half points on, on the Kunas and the Redneck podcast because LSU hadn't played since October 31. Arkansas had played the two Saturdays when LSU did not. And uh, as we said, Arkansas was a little bit better. That's why I kind of gave the edge to them with my pick. But, you know, T.J. Finley did a lot of things that give you a lot of reason to believe there's upside. Ed Orgeron said a couple weeks ago he thinks Finley will be an NFL quarterback. Well, he may not look like that today, but keep in mind, last year he was playing against Hammond High and Covington High and people like that. Now he's out there against an Arkansas team that had a decent defense and has played better this year than most people thought they would. They ran the football. Davis Price went over 100 yards, and uh, LSU – has not lost back-to-back games now under Ed Orgeron. So it was a key win for a lot of reasons, including the the points that you made. Well, you know, Tommy, I have mentioned on some of the segments some comments I've had and conversations I've had between me and my oldest son because he's been temporarily living here uh, all during this COVID thing. Uh, He came home from working up north. Anyway, at some point in the game, he had been in and out of the living room, back into his room, and he said, you know, it's been a long time since I've been this disinterested in an LSU football team. I said, well, you know, that's just, I detached myself after that first game. I said, this is a weird year. I, we had a great year last year. Whatever happens, happens. And it's been easier to deal with some of the losses with that mindset. But as the game tightened up and Arkansas took the lead, he sat down in the fourth quarter, was watching with me. And when we scored the touchdown to go ahead, we were like, ah, oh, man, that, that's, that's good. That's good. But when we blocked, partially blocked the field goal for the win, which was an outstanding play, two plays in a row by Ward, uh, we both yelled like we were cheering. And I looked at him, I said, it's a good thing we're not interested. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Hey, uh, a couple of things that helped tell the tale. LSU had nearly 42 minutes in time of possession. That's huge. That's LSU amazing. was 12 was 12 of 23 on third down. Arkansas went 0 for 10 on third down. The offensive lineman did well. T.J. Finley was not sacked in the game. I mentioned Davis Price going over 100 y- yards. Andre Anthony, great from the defensive end position. He's more suited for the 4-3 that they're now playing. In fact, he was named freshman defensive lineman of the week in the SEC. And then once again, the old guy, Zach Von Rosenberg, continues to make a difference punting the football for the Tigers. So it was a good win. Uh, It was a tough game, as Coach O said in his Monday presser. Well, now they got to turn the page and get ready for Texas A&M, who's doing as well as they've done in many, many years. And uh, Texas A&M's got the number one defense 
in the SEC right now, strong against the run. So um, it's going to be a challenge for LSU to go to College Station on Saturday. Well, Tommy, I want to talk about Andre Anthony for just a second. You mentioned he was SEC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, for freshman, for freshman. No, he's not a freshman. Uh, no, he's a, he's a senior. Okay, I'm going to double-check that. No, that's that's the point I want to make, Tommy, is that – Yeah, you're correct. I stand yeah. corrected. He is a senior. I, I got to double-check this. Essay. Go ahead. Well, look, I've often talked on our radio segments and now when we do the podcast that – to have championship teams, you have to recruit, you have to get four and five stars, but you have to also develop players within the program. And you need guys that really hadn't made any kind of an impact to come on as redshirt juniors and seniors and have big seasons. And that's exactly what this guy is doing. He was lost in the shuffle under Aranda. He got a few snaps now and then. They come in, they change the defensive scheme. It works to his advantage. He's balling. He looks like an all-SEC player out there, and he's going to play at the next level. But very good for the program to have guys like that. I'm looking right now. He's got two varsity letters. He's a senior. Yeah, He should have three. He should have three. The, the, so he he didn't play much per, his red, his freshman or redshirt freshman seasons. He, you know, he, but here he is starring on the team at this point. The SEC release, which I just looked at, is a little vague the way they worded it. But he is a defensive lineman a week in the Southeastern Conference. Trey, before we move to the Saints or to replay review, you wanted some comments on the Clemson, Florida State postponement, cancellation, whatever the heck happened down in Tallahassee Saturday morning. Well, you know, Tommy, Friday night I go to bed. I'm looking forward to an 11 a.m. game between Florida State and Clemson. That and Ohio State-Indiana game, those were the two best early games Saturday. And I wake up about 10 o'clock, I start looking at the schedule, and the Clemson game is gone. It's postponed. And I didn't know what happened. I tried to read a little bit about it. But last night, Davo Swinney came out and absolutely ripped the Florida State administration and said that, uh, they should have played the game. He said they didn't want to play the game. He thought the Florida State players wanted to play the game, but the Florida State administration, basically, he said that they found an excuse in COVID not to play the game, but that the cancellation had nothing to do with the coronavirus itself. So we'll continue following that and see what you know what further comes out about that. But that was a very strange development. It's very strange, and you got to figure that Florida State, if they followed the ACC protocol or whatever, you would think they did that, but but we don't know. Dabo Sweeney doesn't think that they did. So, yeah, I I think a little bit more is going to come out of that story. It was very strange. Not strange because we've seen well over 100 games get postponed in college football this season, um, well north of that. But the way that one happened, you know, Clemson was already in town. They're three hours from kickoff. Eh, we'll see what happens there uh, with that situation. Yeah, I think I, uh, this is the first time a team had actually traveled for an away game and had it canceled this season. Yeah, so I, I think we're going to learn more about that. 
Trey Blossman here on Sports Takes. Don't forget to uh, share this podcast with all your friends. And don't forget about Andy Wells when it comes to real estate. Told you about him in the open. And we'll be posting some stuff about what he can do for you. Trade in the Orleans Saints with Taysom Hill at quarterback and a tremendous defensive effort, including eight sacks. Matt Ryan does not throw a touchdown pass. The Saints, uh, in tough fashion, took care of the Falcons in the Superdome. Nice win for the Saints. That coupled with the fact that the Colts knocked the Packers off. As of today, the Saints are the number one seed in the NFC. Tommy, it was a very impressive game. I was not surprised at all that Taysom Hill played very well. It's what I expected him to do. Uh, as I've often said, he, I was a big fan of his at BYU. Uh, he's got the talent. He's got the arm strength. He, he's a rare combination of physical strength and smarts and ability. Uh, I continue to look forward to watching him moving forward. I thought it was really good to see Drew and Jameis Winston talking constantly on the sideline. Uh, 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 you know, Jameis hasn't been able to sit and discuss the games with Drew because Drew's on the field. So it was a real learning opportunity for Winston. But look, it was an impressive win. It could have even been by a wider margin, Tommy. The Saints missed the field goal, which is very rare. They had a long touchdown pass called back for a holding penalty. And Michael Thomas, one of the most sure-handed receivers in the history of the NFL, dropped what was a routine catch that cost some points there. Uh, very impressive win. I have the Saints defense on my fantasy football team. They put up 14 points for me on the strength of eight sacks and a couple of other plays. Uh, very, very good win for the Saints and a, a very impressive show. Well, I tell you, it was all that, what you just said. Uh, Ronnie Rance, who I do some Sports Shorts Daily uh, video work with on Mondays and Thursday mornings on Facebook Live, he went to the game with former LSU Tiger and Atlanta Falcon Todd McClure, among other people. You know, and they, Ronnie made the comment this morning on the video, you know, being in a dome, it was Saints first Falcons, the eight sacks. He said, had there been 70,000 people in the building, that building would have been shaken for three hours. He said it was very weird to have all that happening. There were roughly 5,000 people uh, in the Superdome for the game, give or take a few. So he made that point uh, with he being there, you know, in that situation, how different it really was. But it's a big win for the Saints, like we said, with the Packers losing, that helps. Now they'll head out and play next Sunday afternoon in Denver. Uh, it'll be another challenge. Taysom Hill. Kind of like T.J. Finley. You see some good things every now and then. You scratch your head, but there's no substitute for in-game experience. First time Taysom Hill ever started an NFL game. A couple of underthrown balls on the deep balls, but he'll learn from that. He'll get better. I think uh, Sean Payton and the Saints have to feel good. And if you're a Saints fan, seven in a row. I mean, what else are you going to say? And again, as of today, they're the number one seed in the NFC. Certainly that could change between now and playoff time. But a, a good win against the Saints. And as somebody told me, anytime the Saints beat the Falcons, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, people around here don't think too kindly about the Falcons. I'll tell you what. As an LSU <laughs> fan, as an LSU fan, I, I, I grew up with the whole go to hell Ole Miss thing. You know, uh, used to have buttons and bumper stickers. But over the last 30 years, the rivalry between the Saints and Atlanta has really sharpened. I'll tell you what. 
Uh, big, big win for the Saints. You know, Tommy, you often say how hard it is to win an NFL game, and that's what makes winning seven of them in a row all the more impressive. Uh, even some of the best teams are struggling. Last night, uh, Oakland gave Kansas City all they could handle. Uh, it took Pat Mahomes and some amazing plays for Kansas City to pull out that game. Uh, I watched the Chargers game against Green Bay yesterday afternoon, Tommy. Are you aware of what happened in the fourth quarter there? Uh, Chargers and who? And Green Chargers? Bay. The, the Chargers had a complete, the Colts. The, the, the Colts, I mean, the Colts, I'm sorry. Uh, the Colts and Green Bay, the Colts had a total meltdown late in the game, which enabled Green Bay. Green Bay should have won the game, but they wound up having to kick a field goal to tie it up. It, it, some of the worst combination of holding penalties, clock management, and play calls that I've ever seen. They had every opportunity to just run out the clock. They blew every opportunity, gave the ball back to Green Bay. Uh, it it was – I felt like I was watching a high school team, Tommy. They, they didn't look like an NFL program. And a lot of people think pretty highly of the Colts. And, and they did manage to beat a good Green Bay team yesterday. But uh, I haven't often seen a, a – meltdown like that in the nfl even when I, even when atlanta lost to the cowboys the cowboys had to get out there and earn it it was almost like the colts just gave it to green bay yesterday and again lucky for them they come out with the win but they, they really tried hard to blow that game well i was watching that game and i tell you it was as sloppy as it gets in the NFL. I mean, it looked like a JV high school game where you you expect penalties and mistakes. You know, it's it's young kids, but yeah, that that was pretty bad. And the officiating was suspect, and uh, we, which is going to walk us right into our next topic: uh, the the replay review stuff in the college and NFL. It has gotten beyond ridiculous. A the number of reviews. B the fact that they can't get it right, even with the reviews in many, many cases. Uh, I, I'll say this. I, I mean, I, I'm tired of the referee having to run 45, 50 yards over to the little six-inch TV screen. He can stay out on the field, keep the teams on the field, send him a text message, hit him on his Apple Watch, and tell him what the, you know what the result of the review is. The other thing I've said for years, Whoever's doing the review, if at all possible, they should not know the call on the field and just say, oh, say, hey, here comes this video. You've been looking at a black screen. Here's a video. Tell me if this guy was in or out. Tell me if he broke the plan of the goal line. Tell me if this is a fumble or not. Because these refs, they're human, and they're trying to cover up for the refs on the field. They hate overturning a call, although many times you have to do it. But I can find examples every weekend. They said when the fumble on LSU, it was not a clear recovery by Arkansas. That's bullshit. Arkansas clearly recovered the ball, and yet they said they didn't recover it. So, I mean, it's like what human being was looking at that? And then I could go on and on in many games uh, and, and I'm not picking sides here. I think they screw up calls left and right in the NFL and in college. Now, you can't eliminate instant replay because you can't unscramble the egg, but they got to clean it up. Either get it right or, you know, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I guess I'm not smart enough, but it gets really frustrating to the fan when players stop every other play. And sometimes they do a review 
that has got nothing. I mean, it's so obvious. There was one in the, in the Green Bay game. A guy dropped the ball, and they wanted to review it. And the LSU, you know, there was another game where it was a 15-point lead with 27 seconds left, and they go and replay a thing that's not going to matter. I mean, it's just crazy. I, I wish they had a way to clean it up for the fans and to get more of the reviews correct. I don't know the percentage on, that they miss on the reviews that is obvious to anyone watching, yet they get it wrong. But something's got to be done to clean it up. Well, Tommy, here's what has to happen in the NFL. College is a different story. The NFL has all the money in the world. They need to have a review center. And they need to hire professionals just to review. And like you said, be sitting in a booth waiting to get buzzed. And they need to make that decision. They need to make it timely. The biggest problem is how long it takes. And I've talked about the ridiculousness of the tiny screen that they watch to make these decisions. Uh, There needs to be a studio somewhere set up specifically for this with maybe a team of three people. They vote two beats one. This is the call. And it has to be sped up. Last night in the game between Oakland and Kansas City, they went to a two-minute commercial break and came out of it and still didn't have a decision when the TV broadcast had already showed before the commercial break that the, what the call should have been. I right. The announcers in the booth knew what the call should have been before they went to a two-minute commercial break. It, it, it's absurd. It slows down the game. The networks want faster games. They have made bad changes to the way the clock is run. They've shortened the game as far as the number of plays that are being made to accommodate TV, yet they do this stupidness with these slow replays, which drags the game out. So if they continue to do that, they're going to even have to change the rules more so regarding timing to shorten the game to fit in this multitude of slow delays for replay. I'm like you. They need to have a studio with a 10-foot screen, group of guys in there, girls, it don't matter, whoever can do the job accurately. And you got you got 45 seconds to make a decision, and you're encouraged to make it as quick as possible, meaning if you can make it in 12 seconds, do it. Something's got to be done. I, I got, I'm hearing from a lot of people that are really frustrated with, you know, the fact that replay can't get it right and the number of replays that are occurring, and the ref has to run 60 yards over to this little bitty screen that he can't possibly see. Leave him on the field, send him a text message, to use modern technology, you know? That's what I say. Well, all right, Trey, we got to wrap this up. want to wish everyone a wonderful Thanksgiving week, great time for family and friends. We're going to have some picks for people, uh, probably going to drop some picks on Wednesday and maybe again on Friday. Uh, Thursday, we'll, we'll both be enjoying family time. So, Trey, we look forward to that as always. Thank you, Tommy. Like, in closing, real quick, uh, we have a mutual friend, an old friend of mine, who has a daughter named after a cognac. Her name is Remy. I was watching the Kentucky game Saturday, and because of injuries, they brought in a player at running back who I had never heard of before. His name is Cavassier Smoke. Yeah, and they spelled it wrong, but that's nice. Right. It's it's really funny when you see the way it's spelled. <laughs> oh, gee. yeah, but but Remy's a great girl. Just got married this spring, and and uh, yeah, she's a cousin of my children. So yeah, I, I'm up on all of that. She's a a wonderful person. There's no question her, about that. I texted that. her father a screenshot of the spelling of the guy's name. I said this guy's parents also named his 
that child after a cognac. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. He All right, man. Happy funny. Thanksgiving. We'll do some picks on Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you, Tommy. Oh,